What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast presented by the Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan Podcast, podcast Network. Network. <laughs> My name is Mitch. I'm one of your hosts that you're here every single week, and alongside me, as always, I got... Uh, I'm Boozy. And today, we are welcoming uh, welcoming back the very first guest that we ever had on the show, where we talked about... It was all the way back on episode 14. We talked about Candyman and Counterfeiting Money, and uh, he was the editor on our film, The Druid's Hand. And he's one of my best friends in the whole wide world. Welcome, Jason Hamill. Yay. Great to be here, guys. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, welcome to the spooky table, Jason. We're going to be talking about spooky movies today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are continuing our trend of triple features that all fall into the same subgenre. So uh, today, <laughs> today we will be discussing... I guess I'll be starting with Jason's pick, which was Deer Skin. I think it was 2009. 2019. Oh, it is new. Yeah. Okay. We picked like a bunch of new movies. Yeah, they're all newer releases uh, ish. And then we'll be talking about Boozy's pick, The Neon Demon, uh, Nicholas Winding Reference, Neon Demon. And we'll be closing things off with my pick, uh, Fred Durst, The Fanatic. So we got an eclectic bunch of films here to discuss today. So that's going to be lots of fun. But before that, let's just catch up on what we've been up to and what we've been seeing. So Jason, what is new in the world? I Like I see you every couple of days. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend like yeah, I don't step know. Step aside, everything. Mitch. Let me do this. Yeah, you you start, you take it away. Uh, Jason, what, what have you learned and, and how have you changed since episode 14 of The Terror Table? I don't even uh, remember discussing Candyman in that. I just remember him talking about counterfeiting money and some old guy with bikes. What was it? You, did you steal bikes or buy bikes from him? Uh, Barry, we stole bikes for Barry to <laughs> yes, fix, yes. to sell. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, yeah. Barry. Shout out, Barry. You have a quick scheme. Hope you still have that giant NDP sign in your yard. <laughs> Very progressive of him. Uh, I guess it's the the last time I was on the episode, you know, on going on the theme of completely not talking about a movie is uh found out recently I have like ADHD. Surprise to nobody. But welcome to the club. Yeah, who would have who would have thought it? So you know, probably a direct explanation of why that happens. Also, like a mix of like, you know, as much as like I am a guy who does work in film professionally. I know so little and I'm very bad about talking about it. <laughs> no, you you yeah. know, you know, lots of stuff. You know how to mash up hardcore songs with uh, Gilbert Gottfried from Problem Child 2. Your dad is a moron! He's a moron! He's a moron! You know what a moron is? That's what your dad is! That's what your dad is! Well, dude, that's just... It's so easy. Gilbert Godfrey was no, born no, to do. No, no, that's not easy. That's a, he was, that's a skill, my my good my good sir. He was born to do hardcore. He just didn't know it. <laughs> he was born to be in lock, knocked loose, but uh, it just wasn't the time. As much he didn't as work out. I, I uh, mentioned before we started recording that Jason looks like the lead singer of Knocked Loose now. <laughs> you, you look like very like a hardcore guy. Oh yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, Boozy, do you have any other uh, questions to grill Jason with? While we yeah, um, so Jason, have you ever had COVID before? Uh, just got it, actually. First oh, time. First, first, first time? time. Original recipe. Got it. Here. Right. And uh, how would you describe it? Uh, how are you feeling? Has no one on this podcast had COVID? I haven't. I have it. Uh, I guess it's different for everybody. I had a head cold like five weeks ago, and COVID has been more mild than the cold I had five weeks ago. I think I've more or less just been annoyed. 
that I went two and a half years without getting sick. And then within five weeks span, I got sick twice. Oh, so you're saying the libs might be blowing this thing out of proportion, are you? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I see a lot of Bill Gates graffiti in my neighborhood. Yes. And I'm just, it's got me convinced. It's microchips. He's following us. He tracks our every movements. That, that all checks out. Uh, now, Jason, would you say that your relationship has been stronger with uh, former guest of the show, Lauren, since she's been on the terror table? And now that you're going to be on there, do you feel like this is a bonding moment that you guys can reflect on later? Uh, there's been a lot of jealousy and anger in our house over it. Okay. Uh, a lot of how dare yous have been thrown around. How could you? I, I mostly just, I have that episode on rotation and I just sit and wallow in anger. I'm like, why wasn't I talked about more in this episode? <laughs> How come there is not more mentions of me? <laughs> Clearly the ver- most important person. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren was on our episode talking about dolls, magic and puppet master. That was re- semi-recently. You know, that's a triple feature. I feel like you could get like established horror fans to actually listen to that. This is like, this is going to get like one viewer that can be like, wow, that is like niche beyond niche. This is a pretty niche episode, but that's what's going to, these are always the ones that make for the best ones. Yeah. We're, we're trying to, we're trying to find those like sleeper ones where one person's like, Hey, is, is anyone talking about the fanatic? We <laughs> are. Someone needed to, it's about time we throw some representation towards the. And the more fanatic. like Limp Biscuit fans uh, reviewing exactly. it as well. Represent. We need a good bias going in. Have you guys exactly. tried getting Fred Durst on this podcast? No, I, I I need to get my A game up before I reach out to Mr. Durst. Oh, just just wait till he stopped touring. I imagine his his life gets pretty quiet. Do you know uh, the Jinx, like Robert Durst? Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. You piece of shit. What? Uh, <laughs> do you not know who Robert Durst is? No, I don't. Oh, he killed a bunch of people and got yeah. away with it. <laughs> But he admitted to doing it all with a, on a, a documentary. Yeah, on a documentary because one he had uh, he, he had a hot mic yeah. while he went to the bathroom. <laughs> he went you to know, the bathroom and started talking to himself. You know, Fred Durst killed a lot of microphones. Got away with it. That's too. true. What happens when the microphone can't be brought back to life? <laughs> all right, you guys, let's start talking about what we've been seeing. Some some horror movies. So, uh, Jason, do you want to lead us off? Because you've seen a bunch of stuff. Oh, I've seen a bunch of stuff. I've got like. I've got like the world's tiniest brain when it comes to remembering things I do throughout the day. So if you see me on America's Most Wanted, I'll probably have no recollection of what I did to end up there. Now that doesn't give you a pass. We understand where you're coming from. That still doesn't uh, oh, give yeah. you a pass. No, lock lock me up, throw away the key. Like okay, green, okay. Mi- green mile me all the way. Fucking- <laughs> um, I'm tired, boss. <laughs> uh, That's just no, Jason editing. Tired, boss. No, there's a lot more screaming, I think, when I'm doing that. Um, well, I saw, I went both saw Men in the Black Phone, Mitch. I'm sure he's talked about both of them. Um, you know, they were fine. I have one thing I was actually surprised about that I watched because, like, you know, being sick, all you do is just lay around and watch TV for all day. I, I just completely binged the new Stranger Things season four, and I hadn't seen seasons two or three, but like, that had some savage <laughs> children, like, debt. You jumped right to four. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, now I get why Mitch is annoyed when I do shit like that. What did you yeah. get out of season four? Like, I've only seen season one, so like, that'd be like me doing it. You just watch the season recaps, and you can put two and two together. It's fine. Okay, like, so you I, felt like you were caught up on the recaps. I had to ask Lauren a couple of questions, and honestly, it was just like it all made sense. Right. It's like, okay, they're so still, did- it's it, they're just still doing the same thing. It actually, it's like I was surprised by how savage it kind of got, though. It was more gruesome than the Black Phone was. 
Yeah. Do you you feel like you're more interested in uh, Metallica now? Um, I, dude, Master Puppets, that riff rules, fucking hands down. (laughs) Master Puppets fucking rules, bro. It does. And that scene in season four, fuck, I completely, I didn't even write that down to talk about, but yeah, I finished season four. Okay, I was wondering, why is everybody obsessed with that? Like, I like everybody's posting a picture of just this dude playing guitar. Uh, He's the most likable character in the season. He's a new character. And uh, they do a lot of really cool things with them. But like, yeah, those like finales, like it start. It's so funny because when I was in Saskatoon last time for the premiere, my mom just started watching season one. Like she had never watched Stranger Things before. Shout out Debbie. And uh, yeah, yeah, she was yeah. she was watching it. And, like I've I've liked every season a lot. Uh, but season one, like it's crazy how obviously the budget has gone exponentially higher uh-huh. with these new ones. Like season four looks fucking crazy. You can just see all the money that they're dumping into it. But uh, I, I loved it. But it is like the same thing that happens every season, even though, Jason, you haven't seen two or three. All of them have the exact same fucking ending. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's like, oh, hey, well, we're some kids and we got a girl with powers and she defeated the thing. And then the girl's gone. And then season two happens like the girl's gone. Oh, then we get her back. And she uses her powers to save the day. Mm-hmm. Season three. A girl tries to fit in, loses her power, monster comes around, girl uses power to get rid of monster. Yeah. And then her powers are gone. I don't know. Like it's like, hey man, I'm cool with a like a TV show that I, I, I call it seesaws, just goes up and down. It's the same thing. Hey, it's like they spent like 30 million dollars per episode. The thing is gonna look and sound good. And yeah, I and don't I don't I don't need to be more than that. Exactly. I know I agree. And I like I I just love the show. I love the feeling that I that you get watching it. The characters just some of them become that what what's really impressive about stranger things is like the character arcs of them like specifically one character steve starts off as kind of a dink and then by season even end of season two you're just in love with them uh so like that's that's what i really love about yeah the show, there but. there is some uh really likable characters like uh, david harbour's character in it too yeah. it's like like really really easy to latch on to right he's looking great now too since he's been locked up in uh, russia for so many years Oh man, put me on that diet. Yeah, I know. That's what I, I was actually thinking. I was like, maybe what I need to do is just get kidnapped by the KGB. Body by gulag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh no, he's look he's looking awesome. Uh the kids just get more and more Finn Wolfhard. What a fucking awkward <laughs> you know awkward he, ass. he looks like a young Ashton Kutcher. Have you noticed? No. <laughs> I, I I was looking at him like he looks like a young Kelso is the best way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Kelso. Pull up a photo of him right now and tell me that does not look like young Kelso. <laughs> Hacking in the mainframe. I'm just going to, because I got that fresh in the brain, I'm going to look up young Kelso instead. That um, sounds like a really bad That 70s Show spinoff. Yeah, but he's definitely... Young like, Kelso. <laughs> Ashton, I, he, he's no Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> like Ash, Ashton Kutcher is a handsome little fella. But uh, no, yeah, the 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 characters are just really enjoyable, really likable, and yeah, I loved I love season four. I think it's the best season yet. So, oh, I, great! I recommend on that one. Um, you did just skim past Men in the Black Phone. Let's hear your thoughts because yeah, I know you, you, you just said they were all right. Um, yeah, like Men was like one of those things. It's like it's it's I'm a big fan of like self indulgent movies, but like to a certain extent, like that's why I find like Nicholas Whining Reffin gets a pass because like. He's so purposely self-indulgent and up his own ass. I'm like, fine, just give it to me, whatever. Yeah. And let us up that ass that you love so much. And then like like Alex Garland, like 
he's not quite at that level of pretentiousness. I don't think no. he's like, he's pretentious, but he's, he's not like, you know, otherworldly pretentious. He's not from Saturn or anything. Shit. Um, so it was like, it was nice to look at, but it was just like, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't really have issues with movies that are like super on the nose about like what their like their symbolisms or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, garden of Eden analogy. It was kind of, yeah. my eyes a little bit the ending of it though like <laughs> when those guys keep oh dude <laughs> we can't yeah. spoil that oh who gives a shit i'll, I'll beep that though just because if people haven't seen it yet like because that is like that's the reason to watch that movie what? just the the ending like the that's some of the best horror all year it's just like there's like fucking 10 or 15 minutes of just extreme horror uh that was pretty wicked but <laughs> It is like the reason to watch the movie because even I had heard that I was like, it's really, really slow. And then by the end, it just goes fucking wild and can confirm. Yeah, like the performances and stuff in it. Like, like, I don't know, like when you hit like a director like of that quality and like you have a budget like that, like you're going to get a lot of good stuff out of movies like that. Like sometimes the scripts, you know, kind of fail you a bit or they can be a bit too heady, but you're always going to get like great performances usually and great visuals. And so at the least you can take those away with it. It's the Fred Durst way, my man. Uh, what about, <laughs> Fred what about the What about the black phone? Uh, I did like it. I did like Ethan Hawke in it because, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like you know the 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 Gacy type you know serial killer tropes and movies go, like he did bring something a little different to it. He was he was a lot more, I guess. Um, I won't say Sexy? toned down. <laughs> <laughs> he was Sexy. he was very. Uh, it, was, it seemed like a, like like a very calming presence like for like a clearly a child murderer he was very yeah. like, soft soft spoken i thought that was like a really interesting approach to it. yeah it was like i feel like black phone pairs well with, like stranger things where it's just like yeah you got that nice wash of nostalgia over it it's like it takes place in small town usa as opposed to you know like los angeles or vancouver toronto yeah. and so like i'm a sucker for stuff like that and honestly the uh the the child actors involved i think did all pretty good job like none of them like annoyed me which is a big issue i have with kid actors it's like yeah. they either annoy me or they don't there's no in between agreed yeah boozy you got to get out for that one i know you yeah. don't have a lot of time coming up here but i always got time for ethan hawk i would i would say that movie it's like if your theater still does like a cheap tuesday i'm like that's a solid cheap tuesday recommendation for i don't know do do any theaters do that yeah, oh yeah baby oh yeah most yeah. most theaters do i'm pretty sure the moose the theater moose just still does it but then again, oh that'll I, be very uh you know financially easy for me to just drive to moose trap for that it, <laughs> hey the deal nothing like driving driving like two and a half hours to go to a yeah. theater to save five dollars <laughs> i almost drove two and a half hours to go see the shape of water at the regina theater because it wasn't playing anywhere in saskatoon would that have been worth it for you fuck no i did no okay good i know a lot I of just, people i like, just wanted to ask you it's also not it's not a bad movie by any means it's just not one of my favorites of i wouldn't his, drive to regina for lots it. of people really love that movie. i wouldn't drive to regina if my fucking mom's funeral was there <laughs> it sucks <laughs> hey shut up regina you suck you stink you canceled regina Capital city of Saskatchewan with around 200,000 people and a devoted experience. Regina, you know what Regina rhymes with? (laughs) Suck show because you suck. (laughs) We're gonna have to edit edit that out. That was really offensive. 
the fuck that uh just, just bleep it to make it sound like it's more offensive than it regina is regina does suck oh it's funny though we actually do have a bunch of listeners from regina do we and i guarantee you they all think it sucks too bev oh, and cassie uh bev that's, that's my bunch <laughs> um yeah so all right men the black phone stranger things season four yeah they really put order 66 to shame and stranger things season four like they they really upped the ante. They set the bar high. You know. Oh man, says. yeah. The, those that fucking uh, they slaughter number one kids number. Yeah, like well, those kills were like where he like breaks all their bones and like yeah, and like rips their eyes out and and makes bread with them. <laughs> Always the, they're grinding their bones. They're making bread, doing other ogre. If you stuff. want to do the stepfather thing, Boozy, you should just start <laughs> season four of Stranger Things, just Dude, the first he, episode, and yeah. it's within the first ten minutes you'll see what we're talking about. It's fucking wild. They put it. They put a warning up on it actually in the U.S. because it was like right after the school shooting, and it was like maybe, maybe people just... don't want to tune into something to get their mind off things and just see a bunch of kids getting slaughtered. That's true, but I, I feel like maybe they should just leave those kind of warnings on there because it seems like that's a fairly regular occurrence there. Yeah, but whatever. Just, um, just leave. Them so, so speaking of which, though, that that actually could segue into one of the movies I watched because I watched a lot and I want to get through all of them and I don't want this to I don't want us to do like a three hour episode. So I'm going to try be speedy with mine since I am going to try cover a lot. What do you guys feel about warnings of things like that? Like, do you do you think that that's I, I fair? think it's good? Yeah, I think it's I think it's apt. I think it's needed. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah it's it's like one of those things. It's like. Oh, did that three second warning on screen that like potentially like you know make a decision for someone that wouldn't want to see some content? Exactly. Is it is it really ruining your day? It's like that it's or just, it's just due diligence, I think. Yeah, and I I could see some people being like, well, it's a spoiler and it obviously serves the purpose, and you're supposed to be shocked when you see it. But that's that's actually one of the things I want to bring up in regards to a film that I watched this week called The Innocence. It's a Norwegian. Uh, drama horror it's i see a lot of people saying that it's not a horror movie and i think they're fucking insane like it's just it's it's definitely one of those a24-esque elevated horror films but uh <laughs> just just so you know this is like it's cinema it, it is cinema <laughs> this is definitely definitely one of my favorite horror movies of the year so far if we're considering horror uh so yeah it's written and directed by eskel Vot and uh which he's so he was the writer of a film called thelma boozy i think you watched thelma i can't remember thelma. if that was yeah i don't know i've heard really good things about that one i haven't seen it but uh yeah he's the writer of thelma uh that one gained a lot of attention across like the I indie circuit do not remember this one no but he also he so he just wrote thelma and he also wrote the worst person in the world which was like nominated for best original screenplay best international film at the oscars it, it was like a very well-regarded film. I know they're playing it at the Rio frequently. Um, I still haven't seen it. I really want to. I've heard it's great. But so this one, though, he wrote and directed it. And it is all so well done and put together. Um, it's it's just like a really well-constructed concept that kind of feels a little whimsical at times because it's all set around kids with abilities. And that can turn people off. I know I would just say this is like uh, Chronicle meets Let the Right One In. Um, I, they're not vampires, but it's uh, it is cool. it's a little twisted. It's one of those movies that it really shows the the innocence of kids being lost. Uh, shoving my hand up my ass while I'm saying that because I sound like a dipshit. Um, but it is like it's it's 
it's really fucked up. Uh, there's the reason I, I were to bring it back around to what we were talking about. Once again, we were talking about the whole ADD thing before that. This is a prime example of this in full full force right now. Uh, but there's a pretty brutal cat scene. So I want to give people yeah, a, a heads up. Yeah. And that's it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, it, it, it's really bothersome. There, there, there's one scene that's just really kind of fucked up. And uh, I know that that could it's the type of thing that could really ruin someone's day. And that's not what well, I don't just know. The, like preemptive watch all dogs go to heaven and then they'll be like, oh, well, all cats do believe belong in hell. So <laughs> they won't feel as bad. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just yeah, it's kind of like children of the corn by way of the good son with Macaulay Culkin like it's, man it's... I am so on the fence about that movie and it's not because like I have anything against like Macaulay Culkin or that movie just the score for the good son is so out of place in my opinion yeah it's just, just like so happy and cheerful and you're like no what man this year this... is the good son from that you guys are <laughs> you, you've seen the good son right I don't think I have. Oh man, I've seen that movie so many fucking times. I own it on VHS. Um, yeah, no, the the score is kind of like a fucking like an ambulance score. And then it, what's the what's the kid? What's Elijah Wood's name in that? So, oh yeah, Mark. Don't fuck with me, Mark. <laughs> that one scene where Macaulay Culkin just breaks. Oh, it's that's a great movie. I really like that one. But yeah, the innocent, the innocence was really good. I highly recommend it. It's just it is one of those ones where um, it has an upsetting scene that clearly serves the purpose of the story, and it's meant to be there for a reason. Uh, but it is super upsetting. It goes, it says a lot that I would like. This film is just covered with kids, like it's all kids with like a couple of kids who have abilities, and then ones who start to see if they might have them as well. But it's really straight faced, and it's got that kind of. I, it's it's a norwegian movie so it, it doesn't feel like a chronicle or anything like that like it doesn't feel westernized in any way which is what makes it kind of work yeah it, it really works in my in my opinion but that one scene like i all of the movies i'm talking about today i was talking to lauren about this today because i've been recommending all these movies to her because she's got covid and uh i was like i haven't done the home alone face so much than i <laughs> than the amount that i have in the last couple of days like just holding my face and being like, I don't know if I can keep watching. And that's going to come up with like a couple of other movies I'm going to talk about today. But uh, yeah, The Innocence, if any, if I have any like real criticism towards it, though, it's, it's a little long. It could be cut down a little shorter, but it's like two hours feels like three. Uh, but it's but it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> All right, Boozy, you hit us with one. All right, so uh, I have a couple of things that I've watched and it all revolves around TV series. Uh, so the first one is I've been checking out the Chucky TV series. Yeah, Devin Sawa represent. Yeah, I really think this is like fantastic. I, I'm like, I know I'm late to the party on it, but like just the way they handled like the lore and everything and how Chucky acts is like they really encapsulated it, I think, in in a cool way and and did update it as well which i kind of like i <laughs> i mirror those sentiments with the movie as well but uh, like I, I don't know i think it's a lot of fun i watched uh the kills are a lot more brutal than i thought any oh, yeah. of them would be and uh, like characters that i didn't think would get killed right away did so you so, haven't finished it yet 
No, I haven't finished it okay. yet, but like I've been really fucking impressed by this. Man, that makes me so happy to hear because maybe that means you're a child's play fan because like you you've never really been. I know, a and that's guy, the, but man, that's that that show that show is such a good representation of is just this, an update. Is this show based on like the like the Don Mancini like yeah, canon? Or? It's a continuation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. And it's like Don Don Mancini wrote and direct. He wrote. I think he directed the first couple episodes, but he wrote all of it. Now, does yeah. it take place after like the last movie? It takes like... place after Curse of Chucky. So <laughs> oh, it does play it like that's what I'm like. I remember when I was watching it, like the first couple episodes, I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy fuck, this is awesome. Like, this is a treat for anyone who's a child's play fan. But then yeah. like in the middle, it kind of goes into the curse of Chucky that I don't like, but it finds I its must way not back. have hit that part yet. Well, I don't know. Um, you might also not have an issue with it. You you might. That's true. I because yeah. I haven't seen Curse either. Yeah, that's the other. It's like one of the only like man. That series is so fucking consistent, in my opinion. Like I love most of them. Curse is just. I like, feel like Curse of Chucky has the the same issue. I think I find with like Brian De Palma's latter movies, where they pay a lot of money for like the intel intellectual property right, or to have like De Palma do a movie, and then just the budget everywhere else just <laughs> yeah. suffers, yeah. and it shows, and you're like man you know someone on the yeah, top was needs, the property needs a, worth that i was like someone on the top needs to take a smaller paycheck so like they could make something that's you know just a little bit better yeah agreed man okay so boozy but let, let's fucking I, let's plan to do a uh child's play series we've been I would love to do a child's play series yeah like we'll we'll uh, do like what we did with halloween and final like final destination maybe we'll split it up into two episodes though Oh, I think we definitely have to. I re- I really love your Final Destination TV series that the Terror Table produced. <laughs> Just have to say that right now. Did it, is that what I said? Fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> no. Um. No, I do have to say though, uh, Child's Play, um, or Chucky, amazing kill makes me. There's a kill in there that makes me afraid of being near, near my dishwasher, and that's saying something. Oh it's man, yeah, yeah, that one's good. That one's good. And. Anyway. And like we we uh, something that is going to come up later on in the show uh, that's just very ironic that this is coming up. Well, that's now three things that we're going to we talk about the fanatic, uh, Chucky, and we mentioned Final Destination. But Devin Sawa, we love Devin Sawa. What here a at king. The table. His <laughs> Twitter is off the hook. Uh, Jason, you're not a Devin Sawa. Devin fan, Sawa right? gives me power. <laughs> that but, was a that was a lyric of one of my band songs. It's. <laughs> we're, we're very much not worth listening to <laughs> was that pervert yeah well we Point would hurts. we would tour with like our friend uh who do vocals for sometimes and he would just completely change the lyrics to songs <laughs> so the hook to like a song went from like i don't know a normal garbage lyric to devon sawa gives me power <laughs> yeah and that, that was skylar who we watched yeah. the fanatic with so that's oh, yeah. another cute shout out this is um, like some very inside baseball, right? Here. But no, what if like, <laughs> yeah, so well, Chucky, I'm put it if I could, you know, just stop to this right now. <laughs> the Chucky TV series, what I was getting at is there's two Devin Sawas. So the only thing better than one Devin Sawa is two Devin Sawas. Ooh. Would we agree, Boozy? I, double the trouble, the, double the power, <laughs> the power, as Jason would double say. Double the Sawa. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So Chucky's TV series. Yeah, man, I, I really like it. It got renewed for another season. So I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, um, I'm glad that I'm at a point where I can watch it fully. And yeah. season two isn't out yet. So I can be fresh for that. Because Jennifer Tilly's going to be in that. 
yeah well she's in the this one she's in the oh, oh is she whoops sorry no that's yeah. a, no i saw i just had seen okay so yeah. day that she's on for season two i didn't yeah. realize and she, but that's totally fine yay okay. well yeah you can also look out for a chucky or a child's play series from the terror table maybe split up in two episodes do two bp ones um okay cool so chucky tv series jason do you got something else you want to chat with us about Oh, as far as like recent watches, I should have made a list. Have so, you seen X? Oh, yeah, we've yeah, seen. But, yeah, I mean, Mitch went to it, and I almost ruined the movie for some people. You saved but, the promotion. Uh, God, this isn't a spoiler, but there, there's a moment where they play the song "Landslide" in that movie, <laughs> and just like what is like happening on screen made me burst into laughter, like for like, three straight minutes. And like people were kind of staring at us for about you know a couple seconds. I would say it was and about then, four I, seconds, and then they yeah, were all on board. And then they just start, they jumped on it. So then I started laughing harder. And <laughs> it's just like yeah. I honestly think, and I even said it when we were reviewing it the first time that X was one of the best theatrical experiences I've had in a long time. And your laugh at that moment played a huge role in it because <laughs> it just it, made like every everyone was so on board with that movie. The whole theater was like vibrating. Yeah, it was just like just what they were showing on screen. It's, it's, it's two things that are ver- uh, I don't know. They, they're very vastly different. And my brain was just like landslide to this moment right now. Like, and they had like the the edit with like the two two uh, screens kind of yeah, coming yeah. into one. Oh, like so don't get me wrong. I think like I think Chelsea Wolf did that cover. Well, I know she did the score. And it's yeah. a great cover and everything, but I was just I couldn't contain it. I'm like. How did no one just be like, guys, this is absurd? Or they knew talking... it was or they knew it was funny and they put this movie out into the world just for me to laugh my fucking ass off at. Are are we talking like the same Chelsea Wolf that like worked with Converge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She she did the score, uh, she did the score for it. And it's yeah. oh that's honestly, cool. Dude, the score is great. Um yeah, X uh, was great. Like I I don't I, I was kind of I was kind of mid I had some cool stuff on it. It was kind of did you finish it? Though. Yep. Okay. Oh man, I thought I thought you would have loved that one, especially considering. The oh, they had it. oh man, that was that scene was that perfect. Fuck. Yeah, that was so good. Um, but as far as things I'm watching right now, this is this is nothing new and it's nothing good. But me and Lauren started watching the Saw franchise after we watched the Paranormal Activity franchise backwards. We started at the last one and made our way oh. to the first oh. one, and now we're watching like we're all, we just finished Saw Five the other night, and you want to talk to someone like it's really hard like as like a film editor to be like like oh is that like does that have movie have bad editing it's like it has like it's so subjective right you could be like well i didn't agree with this or that but man those saw movies it's they're fucking swiss cheese holy shit like like it's actually hard for me to watch them without going just like my soul is hurting. But, but that many, was like, that like mid 2000s, like well, new was, metal energy. Of, it was like, like everyone trying were... everyone yeah. trying to do the opening credits to like Fincher movies, but the whole movie. Yeah, yeah that's the best way to see. And... Or like like a fucking disturbed music video. Yeah. Is, uh-huh. is like is what they were trying to make a feature like. You got stupefied. It's it's like that stuff where it'll zoom in on someone screaming in their mouth and then it'll zoom out and it'll be somewhere completely different and wild oh, yeah. shit is happening. Uh, the, in the in the third one, there's a, like a lot of like canned child laughter, like you know, like the <laughs> stuff you'd hear like on a YTV commercial where they're just like, "We need children playing," and there's so much of the same sound effect. And it's like, 
it's like the moment you notice it once you can't unhear oh, it right? is it kind of like the the like kid chattering at the start of like pod like youth of the nation i've heard that sound effect in like a bunch of different tv it's shows pretty it's much like, that's the youth of the nation all of the all the videos that you make jason have shit like that like you know another shout out to druid's hand is that when we were when we were cutting the film together or when you were cutting the film together and there's one part near the finale where we're hearing a lot of sounds going on and i was like jesus christ jason I was like, where'd you find these sounds of like dogs dying? He was like, oh, don't worry. Those are just kids. Well, they were <laughs> kids. Just... There were kids dying. It was like, oh, I need kids a screaming. monster screaming. Don't, don't worry. I have tons of sounds of kids dying. None of dogs, though. <laughs> Do you think I'm a fucking weirdo? Yeah, I'm not a monster. No, it's like, you're like, oh, you hear a monster scream. Well, it's not going to scream like me. Like, like uh um so i was like i don't know i'll just download some baby screaming because babies make awful fucking sounds and that then would you just, be pretty and funny then, and then you slow it down a little bit so it's got a lower pitch and then it just sounds real weird it would be pretty funny to do another alternate alternate cut of just that ending and have uh ryan dunn getting the car put up his ass <laughs> very when that ow, or just ow, the, the sound of the sound of popcorn popping <laughs> that's a good one too Jeez, awesome yeah so the saw movies haven't like have you enjoyed any of them or are you guys yeah, just like oh, man do you know what saw movies are they are just gruesome hallmark movies like yes. the, the acting is bad they're they are so green looking it is bizarre yeah it those are those are like low budget hallmark movies with like just some high budget gore in them and that's mm-hmm. it that's what i realized and chester bennington at one point All right. oh you haven't even gone to that one yet Oh, is he actually in one of those movies? He's in the 3D one. He plays oh, the I don't, skinhead. I don't know if I've seen the, the 3D one. Well, you'll Most get there. people haven't. Oh, man, I have so much to look forward to. Yeah, you pointed out, actually, because something... I haven't watched those movies in a while, but, like, how Jigsaw's, like, reasonings for getting people into Dude, traps the, gets the worse. First, the first three movies, like, his reasoning gets, like, I'll say, like, okay after the fourth one. But, like... The third movie, <laughs> he, kid, he kidnaps a woman <laughs> and straps a device to her neck because she takes antidepressants because her kid died. Yeah, you oh, fucking oh, the bitch. fucking tr- how d- you're not living life to your fullest after your kid died. You are taking meds. It's like, <laughs> like, okay, like he's it's gonna a- abduct a bunch of stutters in a basement. You guys are wasting all your time smoking weed all day. In the basement. I feel I feel like Saw is kind of like death though, in the sense like when you first watch it when you're young, you're like, oh, this bad guy's got such good reasoning, he's so smart. And then you rewatch it and you're like, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> these these people are just trying to make it as adults and he's just ruining their life. He's like, Oh, I had cancer and you take pills, and I don't agree with pills, so you <laughs> You now have to pee on an electric fence. Hi, I'm Jigsaw, and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, I'll knock a couple more off, too. Um, the Righteous. I got a chance to check out The Righteous, which is a movie that's written and directed by Mark O'Brien. It's also starring Mark O'Brien. Um, so this is a guy, he's been, like, he's an actor in, like, Arrival, Ready or Not, uh, City on a Hill. Like, he's been in a, oh, Marriage Story. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of, like, credible stuff like really good good things basically it's a black and white bergman-esque uh film some this would call cool yeah it's it's just a very simple story of like you know one house it's a a, a priest who's lost his faith you've never heard that story before uh, but he's lost his faith because he got married to a, and he left the church to get married to a woman 
Um, and it's one of those ones where a stranger arrives one night and they end up taking him in. That stranger turns out to not be who he says he is. Uh, but even like when he arrives, he doesn't know who he is. It's almost like he's Jason Bourne at the beginning. Like he's got like amnesia or something. Um, but it just gets, it's one of those movies that's almost entirely set around like a, a kitchen table and then a bedroom, then a kitchen table again for another half hour. So it could be really slow burn for a lot of people. I, it definitely was slow for me as well. So you call it uh, table horror. Table horror, yeah. Terror, terror. No, uh -oh. not, not going to go there. <laughs> not going to not he, call it for that he one. Said the, he said the name of the movie is the movie. movie. Yeah. It's a movie. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's, I definitely, I really enjoyed it. It's one of those ones though that like, you know, movies like this, they really rely on the script being so fucking good and the acting to be as good as it can be when it's just two characters and at a table otherwise you're going to get pulled out and i felt like there was some really mesmerizing like conversations that were happening in it but then it would always there would always be a moment where it would just go a little too far and i'd be like hey wait a minute like that's a little like but that's just mm -hmm. like a personal preference kind of thing um where it all just seemed like i i was fully immersed in the movie and then something would get so they they'd ramp up and every almost every time that it ramped up is when it when I got pulled out so um but I did I did enjoy it I definitely recommend checking it out when you look at the poster it looks like Mark O'Brien is Hayden Christensen it is not Hayden Christensen but it's a it's a go movie oh I want more Hayden Christensen stuff <laughs> shout out Obi-Wan Shout out Hayden Christensen shout out Awake did we, we talked about Obi-Wan already didn't we you just said that you thought it was amazing I did. I thought it was amazing. But I've also heard a lot of people say it was like the worst thing ever and that I have no idea what I'm talking about as a Star yeah, I Wars think that's, fan. So. I think that's, that's the Star, Wars. Star Wars fandom for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's really strange to read something like that. So it's like, oh, without okay. a doubt better than the Book of Boba Fett, but I haven't finished Obi-Wan yet. But I've heard right. I've heard the last two episodes are incredible, and those oh, are the ones I have to do. They are uh, 10 out of 10 neat. Awesome. Speaking of 10 out of 10, uh, I want to talk about another movie that's with it, like that some of these movies are like my favorites of the year so far. Like I've just been hitting heavy hitters every I've been my batting average has been so amazing that by the end of the movie I finished last night, which was not a horror movie. I'll just get that out of the way quick. Vortex, the new Gaspar Noé film uh, starring Dario Argento. That is an amazing movie, but, but uh, Jason, you will dig that one. Yeah, um, I, I, well, I really dug Climax. Oh, yeah. um, this is nothing like climax. Well, like the, but, yeah, I just I just like what that guy does with movies. Yeah, though. it's just like it's you, you yeah, and you and I, I I always I always go in knowing nothing about the movies. I don't watch trailers or read anything, and you know what? I'm usually like, it's like albeit like I don't like have like the urge to rewatch some of his movies. It's like yeah, I'm usually like you know I'm entertained. That, They're good. I like exactly. It. Yeah, he's just got a unique voice and a vision that like you don't see. Like you always know when you're watching a Gaspar Noé film. Um, and yeah, the, the Vortex is probably one of his best movies, in my opinion, but it is like, it's very, very slow, very dry. It's a bummer movie, which is the kind of shit, like, those are all oh, things that I, oh, I, love. I love. I love bummer movies. I, yeah. I started watching Drive My Car, and that's been a real slow, sad movie. Oh, yeah. I, it, I've, I've just been enjoying it the entire It's good, time. though? Cool. Because, yeah, that's yeah, great. Well, if, if, great. If you, yeah, if you like, you like slow, sad stuff and watch, looking at it, like, uh, what is it? It's like a, an old red car that's that's yes perfect for you yeah and uh vortex is too like dario argento and his wife so like they're like in their you know late 70s and uh it's the final days of their marriage as one of them has dementia uh so it's a real knee slapper it is very very dark <laughs> but no um <laughs> 
but so that, so that caught me off guard. That one's not really. That one's not very horror. It's just you know, it's the horror in the way that I say Blue Valentine is horror, which it's not horror at all. It's just it's a horrifying realization that like this is a real thing that happens with people, and it's it's really sad. It's a real but, sad movie, but it ends with yakety sax playing for the credits. Exactly. So, yeah, so it's, you know, help pick up your help pick up your yeah. spirits there. Exactly. As you're leaving the theater, you can laugh, you can joke. <laughs> the one that I'm not sure, it, it's another one that I just don't know if people would consider it horror or not. But regardless, this movie was such a fucking banger. I loved it so much. Paul Verhoeven's Benedetta, uh, the new Paul Verhoeven film. Um, this Paul is Verhoeven, the director of Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. Yes. That's Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> Jason, tell him about the message I sent you. <laughs> Uh, well, he was talking about this movie and he let it off with like the director of Hollow Man. <laughs> he let off with Hollow Man full by <laughs> as if I don't know who like Paul Verhoeven is. <laughs> yeah. with, it's like, uh, it's like, okay, so you start with Hollow Man, where it's clearly the starting point is Showgirls, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, Starship Troopers, Robocop, fucking uh, Total Recall. Total like. Recall. Yeah, he's amazing. Starship. Yeah. So, but this is so Verhoeven in his late 70s as well, directing this movie. This movie is so fucking wild, but it's entirely set around, it's set in the, in the 17th century around nuns. And it's a lesbian nun film. Um, or Hell yeah. a horror movie? Is the horror comedy no it's no it's it's just it's impossible to describe this movie and that's what makes me love it so much too is that like it just has this weird energy where it's very very slow and then there's bursts of like crusades come in violence is fucking insane um but then yeah it's it's essentially this this woman who um was brought into to this church at a young age and she's clearly queer and she you know, takes a liking to one of the new nuns that they they bring into the hood, and <laughs> it's it gets really erotic. Uh, what my favorite one of my favorite podcasts, the 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 one of the hosts is named Pat Walsh. He he had my favorite review of the movie ever. He gave it four and a half stars and said, honestly, it just felt good to get rock hard in a crowded theater again because <laughs> it's it's very very erotic. <laughs> He took a lot of heat for that one. He's like one of the writers on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, he's fucking hilarious. But yeah, the movie was just fucking wild. And by the end of it, I was like, hey, this is absolutely a horror movie. Like by the last 20 minutes, but it, it's another, it's a two hour movie. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Just the style, the acting, the idea and how provocative it felt, but also like, how grimy i don't know it's i loved it i really really recommend checking out benedetta this year if you're into that kind of stuff it yeah it's great casper van dean isn't in it no no casper van dean so yeah benedetta highly recommend um uh, jason you want to knock off any more do you have any more uh well more recent one i watched like sorry i'm so bad keeping track of but i we did watch uh fresh fresh yes. yeah that was kind of an interesting watch like it opens up like at a like it's at like a chinese restaurant that's like four blocks from our house so it's you know, kind of one of those like neat things you, and you see the movie you're like oh that's nice but i don't know it was like it's perfectly fine like i enjoyed it it's a cannibal movie a bit of a different perspective on it like it's like yeah i chop people up i also eat them but i sell them to rich people i was like exactly yeah. it's like it's one not- of the one of the best cannibal disney movies 
I was gonna say, you know, the fact that it was on Disney Plus, I was yeah, one surprised, but you know, because you know the purity police, but you know, it was good. It's like you know, I'm not a big Sebastian Stan fan, uh, but like he's a perfectly fine actor. Like I don't have anything against him. The cast was fine. That's because you are a diehard Tommy Lee fan, and you didn't like his representation of Tommy Lee. Dude, no one can play Tom four four like Tommy Lee can. I don't think there's more embarrassing drum solos in the world than if you watch watch a Tommy Lee solo. Like when people like dunking on Lars, it's like I Lars doesn't play solos. I think he's like it's like I know my wheelhouse. It's playing Metallica songs, and Tommy yeah. Lee's like I'm upside down, hardly playing drums. Boozy, what else have you seen? Do you want to talk about something else? I yes, I have something big time. I want to talk about and it's another tv series i'm not finished on it but i do have to specifically mention how fucking sick this one episode is so um i've been checking out uh the new season of love death and oh Robots. yeah baby is it are you talking the new season i've watched two of them yeah but let's okay see so uh i think you're actually one behind mitch but watch episode three it is about a uh what was, what was it called thanopod which is a giant crab god monster oh, damn and it is the scariest fucking e- episode i've seen of this show it is wild it's all animated and yeah it's about this crab monster that goes onto a boat and demands to be taken places it's fucking wild i need to watch it because yeah i i'm not gonna lie i actually skipped forward because like, i was told about the finale of season four so i watched that one and it's fucking incredible it's beautiful um, but then there was one that Tim Miller did that's like a stop motion zombie one. And that was hilarious as well. Oh, th- that one was super like funny. Night of the Mini Dead, I think, or something. Yeah, that one yeah. was super funny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to pick, to, also, the, oh, the first one is very funny too. Oh, no. Sorry. I was going to piggyback off what Boozy was talking about. He was talking about crabs. And uh, this is this is like a weird internet detail, but then you guys remember like there's a Newgrounds video called Metal Gear Solid Crab Battle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh no, you've unlocked this. <laughs> oh, <Fred. laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's just like solid snake in a cave, and yeah. he encounters counters a crab. It's it's over the He's like, oh, crab battle. <laughs> it's got my knife. <laughs> How to get your knife? <laughs> crab battle. It's its claws could pierce a tank. <laughs> anyway, uh crabs fucking rule. Crust- shout out crustaceans. Um, yeah, Love, Death, and Robots is just the wildest shit. It is so cool yeah. that they get all these different people, and and each story is so unique and fun. Like uh, like yeah. I was kind of saying, like the first episode, and it was the three robots from the first season, I believe, and they all get together on planet Earth and just explain how humans died, and it is so fucking funny because it just roasts like how people are now. So you're saying I could have gone that route, but like what? And this is once again, you know, ADD brain um i was talking about uh i that's how i got on the topic of vortex i wasn't even going to review that today i was meaning to say i watched so many heavy movies back to back that i put on hotel transylvania last night (laughs) to calm my brain and how was hotel transylvania for you did it relax you i've seen no i I ended up changing it what the hell i think i put on i put on something fucking ridiculously bad like run runaway jury (laughs) just so 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 bad why are you talking about shit about runaway jury john cusack have you seen that movie recently yeah i saw it last year oh god it's so fucking ridiculous but it is like it the energy of that movie oh god okay yeah fucking stupid um 
but yeah okay i have one last one to talk about jason do you have any more you want to touch on i know jason has one more he wants to talk about that him and lauren watched together because i told him to no he didn't watch it you oh, i didn't watch that you fucker you didn't watch it i i have no interest in watching christian bale fight dragons with a tank <laughs> so we're talking about rain of fire here yeah but, i yeah. even sent him like imdb like wikipedia links i sent him all this stuff and i guess only lauren watched it and she didn't even like it no me and jason went biking that night. nobody truly underappreciated i hope you enjoyed your fucking bike yeah ride. no other other than watching um everything everywhere all at once I'm, I'm kind of drawing blanks on movies yeah, but that was great hey? yeah. um 10 out of 10 yeah. loved it yeah that, that was one like i watched it loved it so much i was like need to set up a plan for you and lauren to come over to watch it we did it again yeah it's just such a great enjoyable movie um one not so enjoyable that boozy do you have any left nope okay i'll, I'll close off with this one because once again not a horror movie but some could say that it is a movie i've been really really looking forward to seeing this year is ninja thyberg's pleasure have either of you heard about well i tried getting jason and lauren to come to the rio with me and i am so happy we did not see it in the theater together yeah you showed me the trailer for it and honestly it did it did catch my eye it's man you you have to watch it but fuck me what a punishing movie yeah pleasure is basically just it's the classic story of a young person chasing fame and fortune in la uh, but it's all about this this girl who wants she's from Sweden and she moves to L.A. to join the porn industry. And it's, you know, uh, directed by Ninja Thyberg, who directed the hell out of this movie. It's exactly what you expect it's going to be um, when you watch the trailers. Like it's very, you know, art house ish uh, look into the porn industry. But it's so relentless and so graphic. And it got to a point where. I legitimately thought about turning it off. Like I was like, oh man, like I do not think I can handle. Like I, I just it was so miserable. I was say what's with uh, what's uh, what's with this year in uh, porn adjacent movies? Like because there was like X. You're talking about pleasure. Did you see Red Rocket? No, I, that's on my list though. That's I'm, I was actually thinking about watching it tonight because that, that's uh, the tangerine. You know, dude, if, hey? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the director's name, but like I do like his stuff. But it's it's a very like sleazy movie yeah. when you watch it. Like. You're what you're following your your main character. I, I can't remember. The guy from Scary name. Movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he, he like he all... plays Eminem in in three. <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah, that's him. I heard he's great in the movie too. Yeah, no, like that guy plays a fucking dirtbag super well. It's just it's just kind of like a grimy movie. Yeah. and I feel like anyone if you're like I don't know, just been around grimy people or like lived kind of like in a small town, yeah. like. That you might not love the movie, but like you definitely know people like yeah. these people in the movie. Okay. That's the kind of stuff that really sucks me into movies. I'm gonna do that one tonight then. Cause yeah, I've just been on a roll of just awesome fucking movies. Like but Pleasure was incredible. Did I enjoy it? Not even slightly. <laughs> it was like it's one of those movies though that uh it's it's not it's just it's so good at obviously I've never been in the porn industry and there's only so much that I know about it. How is that obvious, of- Mitch? How is it obvious? We don't know. Thank you for clarifying. No, but what I mean is like, it, it's one of those things that you, you'd probably expect just, you know, even given our current climate that we're going to see like a man abuser or something like that. It's like, it's not, it's, it's so much worse than that in, in some ways. And uh, just the way that it's shot, like it's, it's brutal. Like it's relentless. But uh, by the end of it, I was just, yeah, I was so exhausted. I was like, I legit, yeah, it sucked the life out of me. 
um so yeah i definitely recommend it though <laughs> i did really i did really like i think it's a really powerful movie but you recommend it though well i've recommended to people who like that kind of stuff like the challenging really challenging films that are going to put you in a really uncomfortable place and what's funny is like i think that's why i'm dancing around is there's going to be so many people who are going to be like that was light and it's like okay well good for you like it was not for me <laughs> like um because yeah there's some really fucked up shit in it i feel i i feel like people that have that consensus or say things like that are on sites that you know have you end up on an nsa watch yeah. list or something like that so it's crazy thinking about like I, I don't know just thinking that this is something that you know a lot of people go through and how it kind of does consume them and it changes their life and uh it was just really really well acted um tons tons of just wall-to-wall nudity obviously i i think one thing i was curious about is like how are they going to make like a theatrically released film that's about porn it's like man they they found the line and they just kept like toddling over it like it was just like the way it was all cut together you're just watching porn it's really fucked up at times but it's 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 just it's really well put together do you think it gives nymphomaniac a run for its money i haven't seen nymphomaniac i i've only seen it's I've only seen the first half of it because it is technically a four hour. Movie. Yeah. Cause it, isn't it two parts? <laughs> yeah. yeah four one. hours of cum. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of common pleasure. Kids seats are just still 10 bucks. <laughs> you buy the whole seat, but you only need to eat this it. Sunday. You're going to come. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Brought to you by Lars von Trier. And the Tacoma Dome. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, and I, I like a lot of Von Trier's movies too. So I, I should actually get around to watching the, watching those ones. Um, but yeah, that's everything I have to talk about. Let's move on to our main feature. You guys ready? Main features. Main feature. So yeah, we'll be back right after, right after this tune. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to our main feature presentation where we're going to be doing a triple feature of The Neon Demon, Deerskin, and The Fanatic. Uh, all right, so we're going to kick things off with Boozy's pick because we're going to go in chronological order. And the first one that was released out of the three that we've picked today is The Neon Demon from 2016. Boozy, take it away. All right, I'm, I'm going to hit you guys with the synopsis of Neon Demon right now. So hit me with your synopsis. Fire away. <laughs> all right. Jesse moves to Los Angeles just after her 16th birth- birthday to launch a career as a model. The head of her agency tells the innocent teen that she has the qualities to become a top star. Jesse soon faces the wrath of ruthless vixens who despise her fresh-faced beauty. On top of that, she must contend with a seedy motel manager and a creepy photographer. As Jesse starts to take the fashion world by storm, her personality changes in ways that could help her against her cutthroat rivalries and this is directed by nicholas whining referent who we've already talked about quite a bit in this episode oh yeah because we were talking about people being so far up their own asses <laughs> um which is true but uh yeah like the, the we'll, we'll 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 get to it we got lots to talk about the neon demon yeah i was gonna say weffern is like a, an mc escher painting of being up one's own ass <laughs> yeah i what i came to conclusion was and i i think i sent that to you jason i was watching the for some reason i was watching the special features of only god forgives 
And it made me realize that Nicholas Winding Refn looks like a Bob's Burgers character. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He looks like he's from Bob's Burgers. He's got no chin. (laughs) But uh, yeah, obviously the man has done masterpieces like Drive and um, Valhalla Rising. Um, Hannibal, right? No, that wasn't him. Uh, the the runner pusher movies, pusher movies. Um, only God forgives Terminator Not 3 Rise of the Machines, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, Nicholas Winding Refn did this one, uh, starring Elle Fanning, Christina Hendricks, Keanu Reeves, uh, Jenna Malone, Bella Hethcote, a- Abby Lee, just a ton, tons of talent front to back. The film, I totally had forgotten Keanu Reeves was in this the second time watching it oh yeah the- you know his like his introduction is in this movie i was telling this to lauren last night is like when he bursts through the door it's like w- them saying like we can afford keanu reeves like the way he enters yeah, the yeah. movie he's like they like push him in they push him in with, with like a gun behind him <laughs> well he does the kool-aid man oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so boozy why did you choose the neon demon because uh the our whole the, this whole list came about through jason choosing deerskin mm-hmm. and by jason choosing deerskin i mean i told him we should do an episode on it after he showed it to me and we're like what could this fit into and we came up with you know vanity and obsession mm-hmm. uh which is something that touches base on all of these films but why why the neon demon for you you know i was in the most uh boozy way of all time i was originally just going to pick starry eyes because i was like that's something i really like and i hope that if we do an episode on something that one more person will check it out but i decided that because right around the same time and dealing with a lot of the same subject matter is i'd watched neon demon around the exact same time i'd watched uh, starry eyes and this was many years ago on the podcast uh so i thought hey you know what i think there probably is something more here to neon demon that i just didn't pick up the second or the first time because it is visually stunning it just kind of lost me in the story in the first time so i thought i'd check it out again and I, i'm pleasantly surprised that i rewatched this nice so yeah you just wanted to give it another look basically yeah yeah exactly and obviously like when jason and i even when we were talking about other movies that could fit in this we even both mentioned the neon demon like it's it would be a good pick for for this so um i was happy that you chose it uh jason what are your thoughts on the neon demon is this a first watch for you no actually all of these movies oh i've watched all of the triple features three times now you've seen the fanatic um, three times yeah i've seen the fanatic three times Damn, i've only seen it twice seen yet this is my third time rewatching the neon demon and this movie is like it's like going into an open house for a place you could get, like, never afford you kind of just like you're there to look at the <laughs> yeah, walls yeah. and the fur and the furniture <laughs> And the way it opens up, it's like, I think Mitch, you were telling me it was like his inspiration was like a perfume or fashion commercial or like a clothing commercial. It's like, and when it opens up, it's like, even like the titles are so glamorous. It's like, it's like, it's like Chanel and, you know, like Louis Vuitton or like the, the, the production company. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, the more I kind of know about it, the more I kind of like appreciate like him bringing that aesthetic to a movie like this. Um, like to jump like, like really far into the movie, there's like, there's actually a quote, and I think this is like where this and Deerskin kind of get, even like um, the fanatic in some ways, they get a little meta. Yeah. And there's that interaction between like Elle's boyfriend or Jesse's boyfriend and the big fashion designer. And he's like, oh, it's like, it's like, yeah, beauty, um, oh, beauty isn't everything. He's like, beauty is the only thing. And like you could describe all of reference movies like that. You're like, and those, it feels like he's like addressing his critics. He's like, it's like, why would I make an ugly movie? So I don't know. I like kind of thought that I'm like, fuck, it's like, 
It feels a bit like a like if it's intentional. It feels like an intentional wink at the audience. Yeah, for sure. And like I don't know, I can appreciate it. like this movie is like it is. It's a very pretentious movie, and it knows exactly what it is. And I think it actually kind of plays to its strengths. Yeah. No, I agree. I uh, I love this movie. <laughs> I was I was so <clears throat> like I'm like I'm a huge fan of art house films and. You know, we've I've talked about on multiple episodes in a row now that like I tend to enjoy the really pretentious stuff. Like I I like pretty things and style being the substance of films. I think this movie actually has a lot more to say than it gets credit for with a lot of people, though. And it is fairly on the nose in a lot of ways, but it does get creative in some really unique ways that make it stand apart from the other movies that tackle the same similar subject matter. But I yeah like i was super late to the party for this one i didn't see the neon demon until quarantine um because i was just tired of ref and shit like i I watched that documentary on him and i was like i just just fuck this guy like i i loved it like i obviously i love drive like that's my favorite film of his and i know uh that's that's our favorite gosling personality uh lars and the real girl well, I mean, until Barbie comes out, then, by we'll, numbers. then we'll co-opt that first. Now I can't wait for Barbie's going to be awesome. Barbie's um, going to be insane, bro. Yeah. Opening night. <laughs> We're going to go with suits. <laughs> I've, been jo- I've been enjoying all the macho memes about go- me and the boys going to go see Barbie. And it's like, you know, Hulk Hogan yeah. and like Skeletor. How many people do you think saw Minions Rise of Gru that wouldn't have never, they would never have seen it because it wasn't it for the memes. Meme, yeah. Yeah. Like the, it, help the memes help that movie huge I, but yeah oh you think memes help that movie wait till they actually do that shrek movie and just the whole <laughs> like C- co2 emissions are gonna skyrocket wall to wall gridlock the lines just trying to get to the theater for weeks to see shrek i i i wanted to join in on the like dressing up to see minions thing but i found out that it's like only for teenagers i was like oh that's funny i want to join in but, like I, I can't be like the you know the weird old guy and like Derek won't go with me. That's surprising. I feel like Derek went. I feel to like that's how you episode how you end up on an episode. Of exactly, by being an adult and dressing up for the minions. I, I, yeah, I'd be that weird going alone, weird guy they do the interview with, where it'd be like, it's not just teens getting into it, and then it would just be <laughs> me and this fucking old man with the sunglasses, yeah. like walking into minions. Um, but yeah, I'm here the, to see Gru rise. The neon minion uh great great film i yeah no i i think this is like hands down his second best movie it was it was such a nice surprise for me when i saw it because i think like when it initially came out i just wasn't in the mood for i knew yeah, you I were like I not now babe not now yeah well i knew what the movie was going to be and it turned out to be exactly that but just mm-hmm. really like it's just really really well made and really well acted and i love the allegory that goes along with all of it i love all the like symbolism that they put in like surrounding like pagan uh rituals and stuff like that like yes. i love how it's a witch I think movie that's some of the best part yeah it is it, it's the neon witch really it's so cool that like you know they never say the word once but it is absolutely a witch film and uh obviously i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff and i i thought it was just awesome and watching like it's one of those ones that every time you watch it you get a little more out of it and uh, i definitely did this time around as well yeah i definitely feel if you like a movie like this, it definitely helps rewatching mm-hmm. it too. Especially like you know the ins and outs of it. You kind of notice like like one thing I noticed like Jesse's character right off the hop, Elle Fanning's character, is she is pretty unlikable right from the start. And like 
like there is a turning point and it's very very much on the screen like you know the, she, the turning from blue to red oh, she had her uh, she's like mcguire venom moment <laughs> yeah but like she is always like like I don't know, like <laughs> referring himself like, up her ass at the beginning of the movie, except she's uh, slightly more timid mm-hmm. about it because she, you know, she's not on top of the world, but yeah. she very much is aware of like, I'm better looking at all these people. That's the one issue I have with the movie is like, she's not. I am way more, <laughs> I'm way more attracted to Jenna Malone in this movie than I am Elle Fanning. I'm just like, oh, so that's the movie's problem. <laughs> yeah, that's the movie's problem. That movie, movie, like, it docked four stars because of it. I think Elf Fanning. You seem like a Jenna Malone guy. Elf Fanning kind of looks like E.T. when her hair's pulled back. <laughs> Not to sound like an asshole, but I was looking at him like, yeah. just waiting for the phone up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, like. E.T. Yeah. have dead parents. <laughs> uh, no, like they're, they're all beautiful. Like it's obviously, it's a movie yeah. just about beauty and the price of it and the the effects, like the dangers of narcissism in a lot of ways. And I think that even Refn could probably mm-hmm. admit maybe that he's a narcissist because it just seems like he's not trying to hide it at all, um, which isn't necessary. It's not always like a, a negative to say mm-hmm. that, you know, like um, he he did whatever he could to turn the world against him after the success of Drive. Like that was my favorite is like he made Drive and was pissed because he didn't make it to be like a, a cultural phenomenon and like have every all these bros loving drive and like everyone's now obsessed with ryan gosling so that's why he made only god forgives with like a half an hour fucking karaoke scene in the middle of the movie <laughs> um like that movie's just so fucking weird so i i was expecting him to just keep being like sloppier and sloppier because that's how i i still like only god forgives but it feels sloppy to me the neon demon feels like everything was so well thought out and articulated throughout like i i just i love it this this movie is a two-hour staring contest yeah and i love it <laughs> it's that's most if, of you, if you watch this movie it's just people staring at each yeah. other it's also like makes me feel really uncomfortable the whole time because i like like what you're saying with everyone staring at each other is i hate awkward silences it's like somebody say something stop looking at each other like this Oh, and that that's where that's where the cinema comes out. Yeah. It's also it talks about, uh, you know, there's I think out of the three movies, this one has the most to say about beauty standards. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> well, no, no, no because it, it kind of goes into like you're you're literally watching people get churned out like a meat grinder, which is what the yeah. what every industry that deals with people's faces is about. But just watching mm-hmm. these people who are like conventionally the most beautiful people you'll ever see, and they're just getting tossed aside because they're too old, but they're like 24, you know, yeah. and, and it's like, well, yeah, they're getting beat up by a 16 year old who's lying about her age. But, you know, just seeing that stuff like that. And then just like uh, every situation she's in, she doesn't have any control of it. Like even when she has the um, photo shoot with the photographer one on one and he like golds her all up she doesn't like it's not that she doesn't say no it's just that she doesn't want to say no because it'll further her career if she does yeah you know and she knows that he's quinn from dexter i i don't know who quinn from dexter is but yeah yeah no i no, i totally i i agree i think you're definitely on the right track for what the film is trying to say but you look at it's like you look at any frame in this movie and it does kind of feel like those 90s hairspray commercials and stuff like that like when i when i jason was talking earlier about all the aesthetics at the beginning 
um it, my mom was a hairdresser growing up so like I could just smell the hairspray and it, it just all, it all feels like it was ripped right from that era well it, it even has like Nick Nick Reffin has a logo that is just like stamped in the center of the frame too underneath of it like he's like this is a brand yeah he's, he's He's really letting you know, I think, like right off the bat, like what you're getting. It's like if you know anything about him, you're like, oh yeah, like he's 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 finally ascended to full pretentious dude. Yes, and I, and, I love pretentious. You know, God, 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 yeah, God bless him for it. Yeah, like, there's some people that just really walk that line very well. He's a guy that does it. I agree. I've been really, I've been really meaning to watch his series. Um, uh, too old to die young. I've heard it's great. I, I, I've heard it's great, but the first three episodes are very punishingly slow. And like the consensus, like, like I've read online is like, skip the first three, just start at really? four and go, Shit. go for it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like 90 minutes each and they're, they're not, they're not easy watches. They're, they're slow and not much happens. Yeah. But Hey, I could be wrong. I have a question for you guys. Sir, do, do, do you think El Fanning's blood tastes good? Because a lot of people are drinking it. It tastes like penny. Chicka cherry cola, maybe. Pennies. <laughs> You're just sucked on a penny. <laughs> well, that's what blood, but blood's supposed to taste like pennies. Huh. You know I that's a, know. that's a, like a dated reference now, because like no one will know what pennies are anymore. I guess so. Yeah. Shit. What does what does like, blood taste like now? These pennies What's taste pen- like blood. <laughs> penny, you mean from like the Big Bang Theory? <laughs> Bazinga? Bazinga? Bazoinga? <laughs> all right uh do you guys have anything else you want to talk about in regards to the neon demon like we're we're not the the video or audio essay podcast that you know d- digs super fucking far deep and i think especially when we choose three i believe the schoidenfreud of the neon demon <laughs> just you wait till we get to the fanatic then we'll get into the real philosophy but okay do you i'm got- glad i watched this again uh i sounds like you guys really enjoyed it since we all watched it for the countless time but it's my second favorite of the three honestly like like that cliff martinez score like all the music yeah. cliff does yeah. for like his movies it's like just take it in as like i don't know you're just like listening to a great album with some pretty pictures and okay all right well let's move on to jason's pick which i uh oh yeah okay i took absolutely zero notes for this one so i'm just gonna get you to just start introing this one well we're talking about deer skin see deer hey deer skin uh deer skin oh god i cannot uh, pronounce the structure's name, but you know, Quentin Dupuis. I think it's Quentin Dupuis. Write me an angry letter if that is wrong. But Quentin, uh, so this is Quentin Dupuis' 2019 film, and it follows around George, a man who becomes obs- after um, leaving his wife or splitting from his wife, spends his entire life savings on a deerskin jacket, which causes him to turn to a life of crime, sort of. But yeah, it's it's one of those movies when you describe to people like, hey, what's it about? You're like, it's kind of about this, sort of. It's about a guy who spends literally all of his money on his own, all of his money, like 7,500 euros on a jacket. Yeah. And unfortunately, on a since we are, we're going, we're going all spoilers here because like that's the only way you can yeah. really talk about these films. Um, but this is one of those movies that would benefit so much from going in the way that I did, where all I knew about it was, one night when we were drunk, Jason told me it was his favorite movie. I know you've said that it's not like your favorite favorite movie, but that was the one that came to mind to you that at that time. It was it was by far the favorite movie I saw at VIF in 2019. Like when I saw this movie in theaters, this movie like I've re- so I've seen it three times now. This movie is very fun to watch for the first time or show it to somebody for the first time because if you know nothing about it, like this director just makes movies that are just 
they're a bit unpredictable, but not in a way that feels just like, you know, it's not like it's M. Night Shyamalan twist. It's like, you don't know where it's going or it'll like, it'll just do things you didn't expect it would or do things that are so stupid. You're like, why would anyone film this? But I love it. Yeah. And so speaking of which, though, like, let's talk about his other movies. So he's he I think he first picked up notoriety for making rubber. Yeah, that's the one that really like people are like, hey, have you seen the tire movie? And that's one that like a lot of people shit off, like, yeah. especially like I'll see it like someone will talk about it on Reddit once in a while. And the comments are like, oh, I fucking hate this movie. And it's you're like, I think oh, I think it's... people think that he's being like serious. And you couldn't be further from the truth with that like he knew exactly what the fuck he was doing with rubber yeah there's not too many interviews with him but like one thing i really like gravitate to towards is like him as a filmmaker he's like i just like i'll i'll think of something that makes me laugh and then i'll just make a movie of it and his movies are all like 70 minutes yeah. and they're so they're just like they don't drag out they're just short and sweet yeah. and that's why i love them yeah so yeah and the the film stars an academy award nominee correct or did he win? no academy award winner, winner. the jean, jean duchenet who was who started the artist i can't remember when he won the Academy. 2011 he, yeah he went 2011 he won the or Oscar i guess it'd be 2012 because the film came out in 2011 um so the year 2012 he took home the academy award for best actor and that's our star of this movie about a deerskin jacket but it really is about so much more so like, I guess I'll just hop in here because obviously Jason likes this movie. I just want to say, like, I fucking love this movie. Like, this is my favorite discovery of the year so far. And it was one where I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. Because, like, I remember I had seen Rubber a long time ago, but I can't remember anything about it, like, at all to the point where I'd almost say that I haven't seen it. Like, I was, it was one of those movies that we put on with, like, a group of friends. And we're like, oh, it's a silly B movie. But really, it, it isn't even that. But Deerskin it just hooked me because of how it gets progressively more and more weird and insane. Like specifically it gets, it gets to a point where he's pulling, where he's killing people to take their jackets off because he wants to be the only person in the world to have a jacket. If, when he's pulling, like he's killing people and before they're even dead, he's ripping their jackets off and he's like already walking away. It's like this man wants one thing and one thing only, and that's to be the only person in the world with a jacket. Yeah. So, so the audience, uh, I feel like if you want to watch this movie, stop listening right now and come back yeah. because it's like this is a this is a very fun movie to watch. Just like knowing nothing about. Uh, but for those who don't give a shit, this this guy starts going crazy in this like hotel room where he's like not paying he's not paying to stay there he like rips a wedding ring off of a dead guy's finger to like you know have consignment to stay in this hotel and he starts talking to this jacket and this jacket starts talking back to him it's like it's like i have a dream <laughs> he's like what's your dream he's like i want to be the only jacket in the world and earlier in the movie we didn't talk about this but when he buys the jacket this old weirdo gives him like a camcorder like a dv cam he just like throws it in. he's like it's like you spent a lot of money so here you go and he's like going around the town, like telling people he's like a director. Oh, he's a filmmaker. He's, he's working. He's working with producers from Siberia. He's making yeah. a movie in this like small rural French town, and so he starts duping people into giving them their jackets, and then he just drives away with them. So he can. <laughs> and, and he also he, makes them agree to never wear yeah. jackets. Or a jacket. <laughs> he's gonna blackmail them and say that it's an unfilm. <laughs> 
Boozy, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Did you did you like this? Oh yeah, this? I I think it, like it was very slow at the start, but once you I think it's like once you get in on the joke and once yeah. it really starts going, like yeah, this is totally fun. Like I didn't even mention like he was killing people with fan blades. He ripped off the ceiling fan. Oh right. <laughs> he like sharpened them. Dude, yeah, the shot of him driving down the street sharpening the fan blade. <laughs> It's like so fucking valiant. It's just yeah, it just it kept getting weirder and weirder, but I like that it was it was straightforward enough while being weird to make it funny. I think a lot of times movies that are are goofy just stay like too goofy the whole time. This is like they're trying to have characters like have deep conversations and try and figure each other out like with the the lady at the the saloon or whatever just trying to get to know him and then it's just like he's getting progressively wilder and wilder about the jacket like are you talking about are you talking about when he goes are you looking are you talking about my jacket (laughs) (laughs) i like when he goes on the date and he's like insists that this lady take the jacket off oh yeah (laughs) jason this is literally your favorite movie oh well definitely my favorite movie that came up this year so so to recap to recap to your audience it's what a man who spends all his money on a jacket? A skin jacket. Who wants to? T- he wants to take jackets from other people. So he take. He starts killing them with a ceiling fan. <laughs> a sharp and this all ceiling fan blade, not the whole. And ceiling. this all, uh, this all progresses in a nice little curve that is somewhat believable. It, it is, and like the, that's the the slow escalation <laughs> of this movie is like what makes it so brilliant as well, though, is because it just starts off with him just like. You know, loving it's the fairly way he mundane. looks in this yeah, jacket. Yeah, it's fairly mundane. It's just him and, liking the jacket. And him just being kind of a weirdo at the bar, being like, are you guys talking? I know what you're talking about. You're talking about my jacket. <laughs> what? And then, it, and then it just escalates in him to murdering like 30 people at a night with a ceiling fan. And then he makes a massive grave outside of town <laughs> for, the ja- for the jackets, <laughs> not the people. He leaves the body and strips them. Oh yeah, the he pays the guy like he pays this backhoe operator, and he's like, "Don't ask why I'm doing this." Oh my god, I love it so much. Like I was fucking <laughs> crying, and like this was a movie that I think we were like three quarters of the way through, and I looked over at Jason. And I said, "Thank you for this," because <laughs> yeah, I fucking love this movie. It is well then. Another thing to say about this movie too, this is why I love this director too. This the the guy's a madman. Like he's like I don't I don't throw the term auteur too much because I, I think it makes you sound like a total ass. But it's like he's like oh I'm the cinematographer, director, writer, producer, editor. I score the movies. It's like hey man, how many hats can you fit on your head? Yeah. Like come on, no kidding. Make it all like and the fact that he's making these movies that I just fucking love. It's <laughs> your your brains just connect oh yeah the, it makes total sense that like you love his movies as much as you do how was his new one like what, what's that one called again because you watched that one as well. um well he's got one right now uh well he's actually he's got three new movies he's made since this one three or four guy's just churning movies out he turns out like two a year it's wild if we watch mandibles where it's about like two bozos like I would, i'd call them like essentially it's two poly i call it almost like two poly shores and they find a giant fly like a, a dog-sized fly and they're like how can we make money off this they're like we'll trade it to get us stuff <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so the movies are that's, that's, that's terrifying the movie. and it's like the, the fly is like it's like a giant puppet too so it's like surprisingly very cute looking it's essentially about two cavemen because that's how dumb these guys are yeah 
uh, trying to train a fly to go get them like food. So you did enjoy it though? I did. It was like, I wish it was a little weirder than his, like some of his previous movies, yeah. but like, honestly, it was like you watched it. I was like, I'm glad I watched it. It was fun. Yeah. He's got one that's in the festival circuit right now. And I hope we get it here called smoke is smoking causes cough. smoking causes coughing. And it essentially is about the power Rangers being anti-smoking. Advocates. <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> love this man. So like, there's there's very little info about it online. I don't even think there's a trailer, but like, just like the poster, it's like all bunch of people in like spandex uniforms, like posing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm sold. Fuck, that's hilarious. Jesus, yeah, no, this is a movie, and like, the, it's got quotes for days too. But killer style is like, I've thought about it almost every single day that I look at myself in the mirror, or if I ever like. Uh, you know, you Jason, you've seen me when it gets really hot out here. I got my long Air Jordan shorts and my sleeveless Metallica shirt. And I just look myself in the mirror and I can't help but say killer style. <laughs> you can't help but look in the mirror and say, you talking to me. You talking to me? I think the, the quote from this movie we do a lot in our house is, George, I have a dream. <laughs> that was my favorite. Like anytime it would be him just like getting ready for bed and the fucking uh jacket on the chair would just have something to tell him about <laughs> yeah the, there's one thing i wish it had a little bit more of it's just like like another scene of him talking to the jacket because it's just yeah it's so really like it's so ridiculous or let's have and a scene of him fighting with the jacket because i remember when this movie came out mitch i was telling you i'm like like hey i saw this like if you could you could find it like watch it like as soon as you can and you're like oh is it gonna be like in fabric which i watched later which is that a24 yeah. movie also about a talking piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. Sort this of. is so much better. And, oh, this is like... Well, it's just more my speed. It's, it's, I was going to say, it was like, if they didn't both come out around the same time, I would say, like, Quentin Dupuis watched that movie. He was like, no, I'll make that, but fun. Yeah. I'll make it, <laughs> yeah. Because, like, yeah, In Fabric's not a bad movie. It's just not really my thing. So I was like, it just sounds, you know, it's so fresh. And I even com- uh, contemplated making it a triple feature with In Fabric. And then I, I know Shudder has a movie called Slacks that are about a pair of killer slacks. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. But I just can't. I, I feel like I feel like this is a group Halloween costume. Is like someone does the altier skid, someone does the dress, yeah. and someone just wears pants. Oh yeah, and like I told Jason too. Like I, I immediately like the next day I was looking online for like a deerskin jacket that looked kind of similar to this because I wanted to buy it for Jason. But like deerskin jackets are expensive. Well, yeah, the guy traded his whole savings for <laughs> exactly, and he fucking killed a village to get to just that's, be the only one that's with kind that of the minor consequence of that on the way this movie ends to is just like who shoots him by the way it's the dad of the kid he throws the rock oh, right like he didn't even <laughs> kill the kid yeah okay so there's a scene where a kid stare a couple scenes where this kid's staring at him so he just like whips a rock at him and he's like it's like do you fuck off and then the movie is just like going along and you're like, you're like how could this possibly end and that kid tells his dad and that dad pulls out a rifle it just shoots the hero in the face <laughs> And the movie While ends. He's frolicking with this jacket, like it's like ending. He's like, take this video of me in this jacket. So this lady yeah. is videotaping him. He's frolicking, enjoying himself. Yeah, he just gets fucking shot out of nowhere. <laughs> and I just like how the woman does a bad and I and she just picks up the jacket and then she look kind of like like wears it. She's like, Oh yeah. It's like you know the stories. It's the power of the you're, jacket. You're like, oh now is is the jacket actually taking hold of people? Yeah, we need deer skin need, too. I was gonna say this is sequel territory. Deer skinnier. <laughs> Yeah. Or it could be like no. the deer of John, like deer, comma skin, rise of yeah. rise of Gru, <laughs> something yeah, like rise that. Of 
steer the skin too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, like, like upon like one last thing, just say like, I remember seeing this in theaters too, and the way this movie opens up too, with the, him just flushing his jacket down the oh, toilet man. at the gas station, but it just overflows the whole thing. I'm like, that's where I was like, I was in hook, line, yeah. and sinker. I'm like, this is just. So I forgot funny. about how fucking weird that was. I thought he was like trying to sh- uh, flush evidence or something. I forgot that this is jacket. Yeah, <laughs> and then it, it just makes so much more sense by the end of the movie. Oh yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, I love Deerskin. Definitely recommend everyone checking this one. It sounds like all across the table, we all agree on both of the movies so far. Uh, let's see if we agree on the next one, which is my pick, The Fanatic, starring Devin Sawa and john travolta uh the film is about i oh god i don't know why i chose this one because we're going we're venturing into some dangerous territory here but uh a rabid film fan stalks his favorite action hero and destroys the star's life um so the star is hunter dunbar played by devon sawa even hunter dunbar just sounds like such a stupid name it's like what would you do for a dunbar um <laughs> <laughs> uh, then john travolta plays moose just who is moose he's um <clears throat> mentally challenged uh i don't know with what but yeah it's so unspecific yeah he has ticks that they cover and you know i feel like he just i know he he had uh a mentally challenged son as well but i know it just feels like he just studied like forrest gump rain man yep i am sam like all these movies that are just displaying things that an actor should never do you have to have the most giant fucking ego to to think that you can pull something like this off and not have it be a flaming pile of uh of, like it's just offense it's just offensive but the true thing that drew me to this movie and the reason I want to talk about it today is because it is written and directed by Fred Durst, the, the Durst man himself. And it's based on an experience he had as well. Like there's Boozy, if you know that, you know more about it than I do. No, I, I, don't I even... Googled. Yeah. Like there's something about like he wrote this based on an experience he had with a, like an obsessed fan. Obviously this well, is a more dramatized version of that, but uh, the rollers, what the, the bisque heads. I don't know. We just bisque heads. <laughs> limp the bisque. limps. <laughs> I feel like we need to open up a soup shop called limp bisque. <laughs> also, you didn't mention it when talking about the, the cast. Uh, actually, Anna uh, Golja, who plays like the uh, photographer the friend, narrator. Yeah, her photographer friend is from Degrassi. I was really excited to see her, and oh I thought God. she did a great job. Did you enjoy her uh, narration? I did. I, I thought that um, she did a great job of explaining to all us stupid people what was going on the entire this, time. This just goes to show that Boozy, this is like once again proof that Boozy will give anything a pass if it has any remote tie to Degrassi. <laughs> I thought she had, I thought she did good with what she had to do in this film. Her purpose in this film is dumber than the movie itself. That's true. <laughs> But she got paid. Like, it's not her fault. Yeah, it's not like the movie, like her, like the movie not being great is not her fault. But I, I don't think the narration weird, really. <laughs> there's no point for the narration. There's, the movie opens up with a quote from the main character. <laughs> like there's all the like the, yeah, the, that the in between was... sketches. They, they do like children's sketches of uh, 
things that just make it feel like an art house movie they do like they do like um sketches for like corn music videos that's kind Mm -hmm. of what it looked like so the reason i chose this movie is because i wanted to make boozy watch it that's literally the only reason (laughs) so this for me hey yeah i already know yeah all this for you um (laughs) wow it's all for you boozy it's all for you uh boozy what did you think of the fanatic just tell us everything it was wildly offensive first off i'll have to say um i actually do think that some of it is like it's fairly competently done it's just what it's trying to tell is so absurd i think like devin sawa does an excellent job of being a dickhead who's just trying to protect his own like his fa- like it, it makes sense why his character acts the way he does um but yeah john travolta is like holy shit it is wild that they did this like this is the man from look who's talking and look who's talking also too. this dude's fucking like i just looked it up i think he's like he's like 63 like this dude's nearly 70 doing wild shit like this which he looks good for his age by the way I will especially say. with that haircut but that whole say, that Sci- scientology is, is he a scientologist Found he is youth, baby. and apparently they're giving all their favors to tom cruise and not john travolta <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, what would you rather do? Fucking Top Gun or the And he, he's always wear, like he wears his coolest horror shirt. <laughs> There's only one of them in the world. <laughs> it's my, they're, Mitch, I can't talk long. I have to poo. Yeah, they're, they're, those, they're the, the those... very first written piece of dialogue for one of the characters that isn't the narrator is I can't stay long. I have to poo. <laughs> There is so many weird lines in this movie. I actually thought it was kind of cool. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. (laughs) It was kind of cool and funny that they did the whole, like, uh, what would you even call it? Uh, Where he's, like, tied up in bed. Oh, what? Like, not is it frailty? Like, they kind of do, like, a frailty moment almost. That's, like, the exorcist. (laughs) (laughs) He's got him tied up in bed, and he walks out with a Jason mask. And, like, oh, my God. No, there's so much. Yeah, see, we're we're going all uh, over um, the place here, but but I needed, I just needed to get that out of the way. Um, I want to, I want to touch base uh, with Jason, and then, uh, I, if it's, so far it sounds like we're on the exact same page, though, this is certainly not a bad movie. Uh, that's that's what I think. That's it's to its detriment, though. It's yes, because like, when you say this movie, like when you say it out loud, you're like Fred Durst. <laughs> directed a movie where John Travolta plays someone with severe autism that stalks and ties up Devin Sawa to get his autograph. You're like, wow, this is like the room 2.0 in the making. But like, you're like, this is just on course to be bad. And it's not good. But the thing is, it's it's made well it's, enough. It's made it's so taken, well. It's, it's just the yeah. what it's made of is the issue. I wouldn't even say it's like, it's it's like like the best movie ever made but like you when you watch it, you're like this is not poorly made mm-hmm. this is just a bad script that is taken way too seriously and i'm i want to be inter- i want to like it and i want to be entertained by it more i wish it was like the best moment i can describe to like what i wish this movie was was devin sow was driving through the neighborhood and then limp biscuit comes on the radio mm-hmm. he and he just puts cranks it, on. it. You want to hear some of that limp biscuit? You want to hear what I grew oh, up yeah. on? Oh, want to hear that biscuit? Oh, that's nice. Oh, Dude, yeah. Which song want, did you I, play, Mitch? Which song was that? Oh, don't even know. That, that was from Gold Cobra. I think Cobra. it was off like, I was going to say Gold Cobra. Are you sure? Like, I want it. Yeah, it was a Gold Cobra song. And I just uh, wanted more of that shit. I'm like, 
I want more of that garbage. I want this movie to be garbage, but it's not. It very lives up to the opening logo of Redbox. Yeah. It's like, yes, this movie was made by Redbox. It's made fine. It's not good. It's not awful, but it's just, yeah. Upon rewatching it a couple of times, it's like, it's kind of boring, but I do, I do like that it exists. It's like, it's kind of funny. It's, it's too long to its own detriment, I think. Yeah. Although it, it, I did love the scene where Devin Sawa finger blast John Travolta. Though. So much more graphic than I was expecting. Oh, yeah, okay, what? Wait, 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 what? Wait, Devin Sawa finger blast John Travolta? He gets off the bed, off? he shoots all, oh. he shoots his fingers off. <laughs> no, he doesn't literally finger blast him. I, I, oh my God, I'm so tired. I actually was like, wait a second. That's the I didn't see cut. that scene. Moose is in the house. <laughs> and like, I fooled Hunter like, Dunbar. There's like it's got like little moments in it where I'm like, this is really funny. Like when he kisses Devin oh. Sawa goodnight, I'm like, that is so funny. And then when he wakes up, like he falls asleep in this guy's house that where he's like literally stalking, and the, he's like, oh, oh, and it has to leave. I'm like, okay, that's I'm very entertained yeah. by it. It would it, it would cost zero dollars and zero effort to just not do this. <laughs> like that, that's like the way I feel about it. Is like. Y- they could have just made John Travolta just a manic, crazy fan. And then it would be like all the other movies that do do that. Like, obviously, I think of I'm a fan of Tony Scott's movie, The Fan, which is not a great movie either. But it's like uh, Robert De Niro is an obsessed fan of Wesley Snipes, who's a baseball player. And it goes too far and it gets out of hand. But the thing is, by making Travolta this character and then have everything else be copacetic... <laughs> It just makes it kind of forgettable. It's it's so weird, and you gotta wonder like, was that Fred Durst's idea or is that Travolta, Tra- John Travolta's idea? He's like, he's like, I had a son with autism, so I'm, I can do this role. <laughs> yeah, I got I'm qualified to play this role. I know, I know, I know a guy. I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's what's even bizarre though too is like you're like, oh, Fred Durst made a movie, and then you go to his IMDb and you're like, oh, this isn't him. He's made three movies: one with Ice Cube and one with. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, and then he's like directed a bunch of music videos. Oh, so that's what Jesse Eisenberg's been yeah. doing. <laughs> I think this was like for like ten yeah. plus years ago. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I I haven't looked at Fred Durst's IMDb in oh, a while. Chef, he definitely keeps that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. But I'm I'm yeah. ashamed to say I haven't seen his other films. I I need to. Um, because here's the thing. Couple facts. Facts. Fred Durst did a well enough job directing the movie movie's well directed yep the movie looks competent yep uh travolta de, de, despite however you may feel about this character he does a good job like he, i think he he's actually good at, well i think he's good in the movie it just is something that i would have been perfectly fine with never seeing in my entire life <laughs> like it didn't need to happen he's john travolta is a good actor he's mm-hmm. done a lot of really bad things but he's a good actor and he's good in this movie but you none of it i something so i was looking up online a little bit today because i was wondering like I knew the general consensus was people all everyone thought this movie is a piece of shit, rightfully so, just because it just doesn't work. Um, because it is technically well made, but the story is not good and it's just seems undercooked. But one thing I was curious about is I'm rooting for Moose from beginning to end. Uh, apparently, other people don't feel that way. Apparently, people felt that he was unhinged, and I'm like, 
yeah but he's challenged like it's like if if fucking sawa would have just treated him like a human being at the very beginning would it have been okay like would he have gone to the lengths that he did or now even better if the if he would have treated him like properly and then that would have been what made travolta want to get more moose get more and more attached to him so it makes the story all of a sudden make sense but instead he's just chasing around a guy who hates him the whole movie yeah no i definitely understand your viewpoint that's probably for like all the people that like were stoked that simon birch died at the end of that movie <laughs> they're like yeah you fuck that guy how dare he be you know have a you know a handicap or what have you it's like this no is, yeah but no like you're definitely devin sawa like you definitely like he's a dick from like, the okay. beginning yeah he's he's well like travolta's being a bit much mm. but it's like at the same time you're like the guy this guy is clearly he's different yeah. like he requires a little bit yeah, more but patience. Sawa's like and... a, a washed up action sci-fi star. Is... He's not even washed yeah. up in this, man. He's not washed up at all. He's Look at his place. Like, he's washed up in... Oh, I'm not going to say it. No, but even <laughs> the way that they... No, but, like, how they portray him in the thing is that, like, he did all these kind of, like, B b-level horror and sci-fi yeah. stuff. Because even they're talking about... It's funny enough, this is the second movie we're dealing with about an expensive jacket. But <laughs> just, uh, like the the whole thing about like how it's this jacket from the specific movie, and it's like it's not like it's like the fucking boat from Jaws or something. It's just like this really niche thing. So yeah. maybe not that he's washed up, but he's not like this like super great A actor because he's like it's like how did you find me? Yeah, I'm starting to think you don't know a thing about horror pictures. <laughs> 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 that's a line for oh like all the lines of this are like i i love like i actually want to use that now like oh like there it's funny because i found like a hawaiian shirt that has a bunch of horror characters on it and of course i'm gonna buy it because i'm a fucking dork but i know you know when people are gonna comment on it, I'm like thanks it's the only one in the world <laughs> <laughs> there's so many so many of those moments of it like just so much of it just doesn't work though like it just if it was just a little extra thought or maybe another writer in the room or someone to bounce ideas off of like to me it just seems so silly that that they lead off with Devin sawa being an asshole mm-hmm. it's like it would have the movie just would have made sense if he would have been nice to him and then he just starts being like oh now we're friends and i can go visit him at his house and he goes okay man you can't do that but instead, every time Devin Sawa sees him, he's like, I'm going to punch you in the fucking head. <laughs> Do you think that uh, dressing up <laughs> dressing up as an old British person on the side of the street... Jack the Ripper. Jack is, the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Do you Your think that's a really good thing, job? <laughs> I'm not actually I'm from not actually England. British. That was... Go to the Wax Museum. Okay, like, all that stuff is extra storyline that just, like... Same with uh, showing Moose as a young Moose uh, in, in his mom getting plowed by some random dude, I'm assuming. It's, like, all this shit I did not need, or the, you know, becoming a pickpocket and not wanting to okay. be... <laughs> so I did watch the Red Letter Media review of... Or oh, I didn't know the they did. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did this. Hell, and, like, yeah. There's, and I haven't... I actually haven't... I think that might be, like, the third Red Letter Media video I've watched front to back. Oh, dude, Red Letter like, Media is my favorite. Yeah, they're they're funny, but, like, they, they show, like, front to back, like, th- those scenes, like, that's directly from the cable guy. <laughs> it's the same scene. Like, the flashback of uh, John, Tr- like, Moose watching Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. It's the same as in the cable Really? Guy. Oh, yeah. Another movie funny. I haven't seen. Oh, my God. The cable, man, I love the cable guy. 
that movie is fucking masterpiece it's so dark yeah, actually i feel like the cable guy like people just were, maybe they marketed that movie they wrong, absolutely like, out. but like i love that movie yeah. jim carrey is a fucking nutcase in that movie it's like cape and fear matthew broderick doesn't kill anybody with his car so you know it's all good <laughs> Yeah, I, man, honestly, yeah, Cable Guy is one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies, but it's like it was written by Ben Stiller, which makes sense because he's a brilliant writer. Man, he's written a bunch of good yeah, movies. Tropic Thunder. He's oh, he's amazing. But uh, yeah, The Fanatic, it's just oh, it's such a it's just such a it's the problem is it is kind of a nothing burger. Like there's just not enough for it. To, like it's not offensive enough to be like wild and rememberable enough like memorable enough to become something like the room or something really cringy like that it's just something that's like oh they had some really bad ideas but they executed it all fairly well and you didn't you said okay so you, before you said you didn't are you liked moose you, you thought that was an okay like because I, 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 I like when they're talking about mean? him not dying uh, you know like him being an unlikable main character i feel like I feel student. bad for him from the beginning. I, like he's well, at a disadvantage over everyone here. Like people are being fucking assholes to him. I guess, like, but like I feel like as soon as he kills the like house lady and then the one that Devin saw was cheating on his wife with. Well, he like, he yeah. Well, that's besides the boy. The fucking <laughs> he fucking kills her and then immediately is like nosebleeds suck. Are those wind chimes and leaves? And we never get anything till later. That, like i that's that, where that's where he, that just proved my point that's where he no longer became like a likable character for me because he just he's just well, like, he doesn't no. know better he killed somebody yeah but he doesn't know better uh, like well, the thing i'm is, sure it, you could tell when she had a pretty fucking outrageous nosebleed that well he maybe, knew oh nosebleeds suck he didn't even go <laughs> get her some gauze or like if he threw no, it like he didn't even boozy you're forgetting he also he didn't threw, clean up her body i know that's totally fine <laughs> but like if he just threw a fucking band-aid on her or something just to be like hey that sucks he didn't even do that he just killed her and instantly got interested in wind chimes it's, it's it, that was the frustrating part for me a squirrel <laughs> what was that yeah no it's it, it is fucking wild um but another criticism is that like they they fucking have the the score of this movie is the same as pleasure like that movie that art house porn movie i was talking about um where it's like it's so it takes itself so seriously when we could have just had like the opening to Roland, like dun 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 dun, dun, dun. like imagine that even just like synth like missed, missed opportunity yeah get up get up what's up woodstock i got a question for you like what other new metal guys have directed movies other than fred durst and rob zombie like has anybody else like well i he didn't direct it but uh, uh jonathan davis scored uh queen of the damned which was <laughs> pretty fucking tight and, sh- and shit I'm when's the like, last time you've seen queen of the damned jason I've actually, I don't know if I've, I might have seen it the year it came you out. You would love Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned is fucking rule. It's just one big music video. <laughs> it is. But like, that's what it is. Right, it's just, yeah. I, for some reason, I feel like someone from Power Man 5000 was involved in a film some way. But yeah, I, I just Googled new middle musicians who directed movies, and there's like, uh there's an article that says when worlds collide <laughs> <laughs> okay my other guest was going to be like yeah like a uh, wayne static maybe he m- might have before he died rest in peace yeah. r.i.p I, f- I feel like we need to make a different triple feature of like new metal guys directing movies and i don't feel like we should include like i guess 
Glenn Danzig didn't do new metal, so I don't think like we can include Veronica. I, I think your your the list is gonna have to be like just the fact that new metal people were even in the movie. So you could count like the one Saw movie because like yeah. Chester was in there. See, here's a that's a that's a prime example though. Is I'm you know I'm a fan of Limp Bizkit and I'm a fan of. Would you Mist say you're a fanatic of Limp Bizkit? Yes, I'm a fanatic. I am a fanatic. I'm the only fan in the world, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't have much more left to say about the fanatic. I don't know. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? Um, I, I feel like the, the ending was a uh, kind of frustrating cause you, you really just had kind of, uh, somebody just got framed for murder for existing basically. Yeah. And are you talking about the really piss poor social commentary of, uh, most walking down and all the people want to get pictures with them, and everyone wants to get pictures of him when half his hands blown off and his eyes gouged out. I forgot about his eye getting gouged out, <laughs> so that was a surprise. Yeah, well, again, the only reason that happened is because Devin Sawa ran out of bullets, and he was being mean. Like he should have been nicer to Moose. Yeah, he was. Being Moose mean. was trying to tuck him in, kiss him on the head when he's sleeping. He's using his kid's toothbrush. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like like to recommend this movie to anybody would be like, if you're the one person in your friend group that hasn't seen it watch it to tell your friends it's not worth watching it's just it's it like like i said it's one of those things when you say it out loud it's like fred durst john travolta with autism it's uh, you're like like man this is gonna be hilarious and it's just not it's just kind of there are a couple it, pretty funny moments jason that there's oh, there's funny moments like, i gotta poo oh yeah <laughs> you gotta gotta poo. poo uh when he's like you know he kid he ties up david sawa and he's like you need to have better snacks in your house <laughs> it's like yeah okay so there's like a handful you're rich why don't you have ice cream <laughs> it's it's got it's got it's got its moments yeah. but, but like i don't know overall not go movie it's a, it's a it's a middle of the road movie all right um well yeah jason i i can't imagine or i'm not i'm not sure like do you have anywhere that you want people to follow you or you prefer to be more incognito plug your shit um no i don't really i have like social media to the extent like i kind of sort of use it for work and talking with my, i have a bunch of friends that still don't have cell phones yeah <laughs> like for are some you hanging out with the reason. pagan community what the fuck <laughs> no i'm hanging out with guys named barry that need bikes <laughs> so if you got bikes yeah. you know let me know barry barry wants bikes hey, i'm barry and head down to barry's bike dealership i got all kinds of bikes <laughs> you want a bike i got a bike i got blue bikes i got red bikes i got bikes with pegs I got bikes with handlebars. <laughs> All right, so go down and check out. Uh, yeah, check out berries while you're in when you're in town. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for joining, Jason. Of course, we're gonna have you back again soon. Um, oh, thank, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining. Thanks for just being one of the most amazing friends I've ever had. And Not surviving COVID. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It, is this where you do the Druid's hand plug now? No, just that, not, not even that. It's just, you know, you did help a substantial amount on that thing. You worked on it more than any of us did. And uh, it's very appreciated. And uh, yeah, you, help, you helped me get settled in this new place. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. You obviously, you know, all that stuff. I just need to say it so everyone else can hear it. Oh, uh, uh, well, that, that's very sweet of you to say. Yeah, man. All right. Well, Boozy, you got anything? Any last questions for Jason? oh okay uh to double back actually sorry before we go like whether or not you guys uh watch watch rain of fire you fucking prick i'm never gonna watch rain of fire like i'm never gonna watch the new batman uh no to double back to degrassi where you uh which actor from the fanatic was in degrassi uh, the photographer the younger photographer lady okay so i'm i am i am working for someone that 
was on Degrassi right now, who played someone named Melanie. Oh, I think Melanie was one of Kyle's favorites. Yeah, that's Susan Nielsen. Oh my god. I am directly like like working for her right now on like the TV show I'm on. She's a can, she's can a you tell her I'm a huge fan of Degrassi and I love her and I want to give her smooches. Maybe maybe not. Um, we'll start start yeah. later. We'll just say that I'm a big Degrassi. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, let's work up to that. I I will let her know that when you, I see yeah. Her just tell week. her that you're on a horror podcast recently and that uh, one of the hosts we'll, loves. Degrassi. I'll tell her I was on a horror Degrassi. Yeah, there podcast. you go. There you go. <laughs> And that that Monroe Chambers has been on it, and they just talk about Degrassi mm-hmm. nonstop, day in day out, twenty four hour Degrassi. You are the Fox the place News to get Degrassi. It. We're the Fox News of Degrassi. <laughs> I am Anthony Boozy, and welcome to Degrassi News. I would love that. We're we're the fucking Fox News of Degrassi. Okay, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Just the school election was rigged. <laughs> he's not school president we got a bunch of cool episodes coming up for you so stay tuned and uh yeah we'll see you next time thanks for tuning in make sure to tell your friends if they like this kind of shit i guess all right yeah (laughs) thanks for listening we'll see you next time bye (laughs)